Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. Hit your free throws because they're free. Joshua Fisher, Alexander Disopolis, and San Diego slash Austin's very own Nikki Snacks. Kreider, we are here today to talk some sports. We are brought to you by the Believe Network, B-L-E-A-V. Go to Believe.com. What kind of podcast do you like? Quickly, if there's a mirror near you, look in the mirror and ask yourself, what kind of podcast do you like? Do I like? If you, any, pick it. We got it, I believe.com. Pick a team we have that. Pick a sport. Obviously, we have that because we have the team. You like hobbies? You like a knitting podcast? You like a drunk knitting podcast? Sober knitting podcast? Drunk knitting podcast? We got both options. We have an after dark knitting podcast, and we have one for you and your granny in the daylight. Go to believe.com, the Believe Network. Get any kind of podcast you want. That's B L E A V. Go to believe.com. We're brought to you by believe.com. We're the charity stripe. Follow us on Instagram at the dot charity dot stripe. Follow us on Twitter at underscore charity stripe underscore. We host a sister podcast, the same name. We host Longhorns podcast for any Longhorns fans out there called Horns Up Talking Texas with a great Quan Cosby, a UT legend himself, and our very own Nikki Snacks Crider host Ring the Bell podcast. Talking pods with Heath Bell. A lot of podcasts that we personally do, the host, and then we produce with Believe. So go check out all these shows. So much to talk about in sports. NBA playoffs are in full swing. In our previous shows, you know, we've discussed the Suns being the best team, we've discussed the Heat being the best team, and over the weekend, the tides and turns. We have a lot to discuss there. Baseball also on full swing. First month done. We're already into May. And then, of course, we have the Kentucky Derby and the first ever F1 race in Miami, which looked absolutely bananas we want to discuss the impact that that sport has jumping over to america uh and again so many crazy things going to the kentucky derby kentucky derby nick real quick is that top five sporting events you'd want to go see or do you think it's overplayed overplayed okay i have no i i would like to go at some point but it's not high on my list of sporting events top 10 or not the top 10 um Probably not top 10. I mean, I'd, I'd rather go to a Super Bowl, a World Series, a Masters, a NBA Final, a March Madness Final Four, a National Championship, mm, yeah. even like tennis, U.S. Open. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that'd be fun. That'd be a lot of fun. But an F1 race, honestly. Yeah. I think that'd be exciting. You know, maybe some kind of weird rugby match, like, you know, see the All Blacks play. So many cool things you could do in sports. Uh, yeah, and we're going to talk about all of them because we're the charity show. We'll be back in just a hot sec. Don't move the dial. We'll see you in a few. We're back once again. It's a charity show. I bet your free throws because they're free. Joshua Fisher, Alexander Disopolis, and Nikki Snacks Crider here to talk sports with you guys. Nick, before we got on air, so we're located in Los Angeles. That's where we live. Nick was out of town this weekend in Palm Springs. And I said, Nick, had you spoken to any of our friends? Something crazy happened Saturday night. And Nick goes, no, I haven't. What happened? I go, Nick, I'm going to tell you on air. He gave me a face. Like, You're going to tell me on air something crazy that happened Saturday night? I'm like, yeah. He goes, it's air appropriate? And I go, yeah, Nick, 
it's air appropriate. It costs normally the crazy things that happen within our friend group in LA are not air appropriate. Absolutely not. That's why we have a podcast and a radio show. What do you think I'd possibly be referencing? It's a sporting event. Uh, UFC. No, no. I gave you uh, the hint. I gave you the hint in our first segment. NBA. No. F one. No. All right. Kentucky Derby. We wake up Saturday morning after a really fun night out Friday night to a text from one of our friends, Zach Streichler. He goes, shout out to his family. Shout, yeah. No, you legit shout out to his family. Exactly. His grandfather is named Richard Streichler. There was a substitute horse in the Kentucky Derby named Rich Strike. Is that the one that won 80 to one odds? 80 to one odds. Zach texted all of us to take it. Only one that took it was him. He won three grand. And then our other friend, Ryan, shout out to his family, Ryan Lieberman, put $100 down and won nine grand. Texted texted us. It goes, thanks for the tip to Zach. Not us. We texted Zach. Thanks for the tip. Anything you guys want to do, I'll cover up to $1,000. So me, Will, or these are our friends, Will, George, Zach, Zach, Graham, and Murph, went to that place, Wabi, across from our other friends. And balled out. And literally on the dot, $1,000. That is awesome. (laughs) That sounds so sweet. It was so great. Why didn't I get that text from Zach Strykler to take that horse? I would have totally done it. Yeah, I'm sure you would have. Because it was a group text from the dinner the night before. It was just like those guys in Diego, our other buddies. I mean, these who, across the nation that we're telling you these people, these players, these different characters in our lives in the game. But I thought that was pretty neat. And he just went based off a win because that was like his grandfather's nickname. That is awesome. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I totally heard about that horse that won 80 to 1 odds, which is insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice. Imagine people putting 10 grand on that. Yeah, I mean, you know what? They're like, the, like the, who does it? Like the my pillow guy always, not the my pillow guy. There's like the mattress king that always does it. Crazy you know? bets, yeah. The guy in Houston, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Don't yeah. know his name, but shout out to him. Yes, yes, major, 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 major. Um, yeah, so that was the crazy thing that happened Saturday night. Baseball in full swing, basketball full swing. I do want to touch in this first segment over here about F1 because not that you and I are by any means expert. Have you seen the uh, Netflix series? Um, I've dabbled. I'm not yeah. as deep as most people are, um, but you know, it's entertaining. Drive to yeah. survive. Neither am I. I drive to survive the F1 series, Netflix. I've seen season one. Uh, I got caught up, didn't go into season two. I was told to watch us before the full craze. There was one of our guys that like was like you were on Game of Thrones. Like you always pride yourself with being a season one Game of Thrones or I joined like season four. A lot of people have jumped on the drive to survive season three and beyond. Like that's just generally how these binge shows go. But there was one guy that I knew that was like day one. And he was telling me to watch, telling me to watch it. I was like, yeah, putting it off. And he was so right. Nine months later, it exploded. First ever race in Miami. And I'm watching this thing. My roommate's boyfriend's a huge fan. Julia's boyfriend loves it. And I'm watching this thing. Our friends are getting a lot of shout outs this episode. Yeah, why not? You know, we might as well. God knows how many podcasts and a bunch of radio shows. They might as well know who's in our lives at this point. Yep. The thing is, is the race goes through the city, which is epic. 
Yeah. Like imagine just the race going through the city, like like New York, or what there has to be a, a way in which it's gonna happen one day. Like you, you maybe like there's a race through the Hamptons because F1's super rich. So you probably swing that. A race through Los Angeles. Can you imagine that? No, because I think Los Angeles traffic is so bad that it'd be hard to control and build all that out. Mm-hmm. It'd be nuts. But I mean, I, there's got to be some California has got to do something. I don't know if they, I don't know if the top of my head they already do. Could San Diego hold it or no? No. Is there any city in California that you like? Maybe, maybe this is how we save Sacramento. <laughs> I'm sure there's some like, like outside of greater Los Angeles, maybe like Ventura or something, or maybe like somewhere in the Valley, like then you can call that LA, but mm-hmm. No, I don't. I don't think any of the big cities like San Diego, San Francisco, proper LA would be able to hold it. Yeah, that's a shame. I mean, it looked so awesome in Miami, and apparently, it just turned into a my whole Miami weekend. Like yeah. it's became one of the biggest weekends. Of the the they do something called the grid, where they have a reporter walk the grid, which is where all the drivers are getting ready, and he's interviewing all the famous people there. And Paolo Boncaro, I saw that. We all we all think should go number one overall. Was mistaken. Was mistaken for Patrick Mahomes. Yes, and the the little the little British reporter, uh, the entire time was like, "Ah, "Sorry, I actually don't know who you are. I thought you were somewhere else. Someone else. What's your name?" He goes, "Paolo Boncaro," and he goes, "Okay, uh, well, thank you." And then he walks away, goes, "Whatever, whatever. This guy's gonna go number one overall in the NBA draft." It's so funny that like. I mean, we're seeing it now. It's like, I don't know how British people, we hear about how British people eat up football. And I've met people actually who, you know, British people who really eat football up. I don't think the NBA has made its way like the NFL has to England. And the college basketball, no way. I mean, this guy, he's just, he knows the Williams sisters. He sees, he knows, he knew DJ Khaled was, but these guys are mega stars to them. It's the football player, their version of football players across the pond. And then these, you know, these drivers that are mega stars. I was talking to a guy at a, at a, at the bar, we were talking about F1 and my idea that I pitched to him. Cause he starts going on about, he's Australian. He starts going on about cricket. I was like, Amazon or Hulu should ante up and make their version of for cricket. No, what he was explaining cricket to me, dude, like gun to my head. I had no idea any of the things he was talking about beforehand. Do you know anything? You know, any, do you know the, there's a seam on the cricket ball? You even know what a cricket ball looks like? Straight out of Harry, I do. Straight out of Harry Potter. It's golden. No, it's, wings on it. it's not. It might as well have wings on it, dude. It's like, it looks like a quaffle. There's like a seam on it. And apparently they throw this thing and it bounces like a hundred miles per hour. Yeah, I mean, it looks pretty gnarly. And those guys yeah. make crazy catches. Yeah, it looks insane. I would be down for that. Like, I would watch that. And I think that just like I bring up the F1 thing because I'm just so intrigued by the marketing tool. And I was talking to someone today about it. Like, Hard Knocks was like the first one to really do, like, you know, show the behind the scenes. And they made the adjustment, which you you really, you were one of the big proponents this season, the mid, midseason adjustment where they have Hard Knocks during the year. Like they did with the Colts. Yeah, there's there's higher stakes. I mean, if you're look you're looking at the preseason one training camp, there's so many players on that roster that like don't end up making it. And some people can argue that they enjoy watching that, watching the Cinderella stories, the guys that are fighting for a roster spot. 
but I want, I mean, personally, like I want to see more at stake, you know, week to week. Like if I watched a game on Sunday, I want to see what they have to say about it the next week. Right. It's that we talk about all the time. Like when we, we work for a podcast network and there's not a lot of guys out there that are actively playing. They're talking about, the season and talking about their games, right? Like, like Draymond's doing now, like I got Rudy Gay's doing, but yeah, I mean, it, it, I, it just gives you like a different perspective of what the locker room looks like and what the adjustments are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I mean, it's, I, I really am. And again, it's like one of those things like the F1 is like, none of us really know what it was beforehand, but we're so enthralled because you're learning and you get to see the behind the scenes. Like I would love it if they did that for baseball, you know, yeah. I mean, the baseball guys are just like, they are, and they aren't. Some of them are really entertaining. Some of like the, some of like the Dominican players and the Hispanic players are really entertaining for sure. And I think that baseball is starting to really do a better job of like embracing that. They have done that in the past, but I think they're doing a really good job of embracing that. And they're doing a really good job of embracing it and like guys like the J rod show and Acuna. So I, the behind the scenes in baseball will be really fun. I'm curious to see how they could do that. Maybe in the postseason if a team is down, uh, we're the charity stripe, Joshua Fisher, Alexander Sopolis, Nikki snacks, Kreider. We right back in just a second. Don't move that dot. We're back once again at the charity stripe, hit your free throws. Cause they have Joshua Fisher, Alexander Disopoulos and Nikki snacks. Kreider. We're brought to you by the believe network, B L E A V go to believe.com. Any kind of podcast you want. We got it. We're the charity stripe though. We also do a horns up talking Texas podcast. And Nick does a ring the bell talking pods, Padres baseball podcast with legendary closer, a three-time all-star Heath bell. We're going to get into baseball, but first we're going to get into basketball, the NBA Last time we talked basketball on the show, the series between the Mavs and the Suns was 2-0. Toss hadn't fully waved the white flag, but he was starting to put it in the air, saying that the Mavs don't have enough and the Suns are the best team. I agreed with him. There was a point where I said, it doesn't matter what happens in game three of Philly versus Miami because Miami is going to wipe the floor with them. It's going to be a gentleman's sweep. Here we are after the homestand in Dallas and the homestand in Philly, and both series are knotted up to a piece. And that made me realize sports on a bigger picture. Nick, I would love for you to, this is a shower thought I had. I'd love for you to weigh in. This is the first time, because we do, we mainly do baseball. Let's just talking professional and we mainly do baseball, basketball, and football. This is the first time since we've done the podcast, in my mind at least, and the radio shows, that there is no, in all three of their sports, there is no clear-cut best team across I, all three. I had a feeling you were going to say that. I agree, for sure. Um, you're, you're talking about all three sports? There's always at it, least it's, like It's one. early for football because we just, I mean, we're not even through the offseason yet, but for the two sports that are in season. I mean, besides the NHL, we don't follow it as, as closely. Um, yeah, you're right. I mean, baseball, every team looks vulnerable, but also there's a lot of teams that look so good. Like the Mets have looked amazing. The Dodgers have looked great. The Padres have looked great. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's the Brewers looked awesome. And that's just the NL. In that, exactly. And if you go to basketball, I mean, you're saying these series are knotted up and 
I think last year people thought the Lakers were going to run away Ray with it. And then this year people thought they were going to make a strong push again. And then, you know, you're talking about the Bucks, you're talking about the Nets out of the super team nets are bounced. Yeah. Bounced. And like this, and the thing is, is like when football was like, all right, the chiefs, we knew the chiefs would get there somehow. And that kind of flipped it a little bit on its head with the Bengals getting there going in. Now it's like the Bengals just won the AFC and the Bengals could, could not even win the division, let alone go to the AFC championship game. Right. Like if the Ravens won the division, would you, I wouldn't bat an eyelid to be honest. No, the Chiefs, no chance. There are people, not me. And I don't think you or toss who's, you know, got the day off uh, feeling a little under the weather. So, you know, I think I wish him speedy recovery. I think the Chiefs could come in last in the AFC West. There are people that think that for sure. That's absurd, in my it's opinion. Absurd. It's absurd, but there are people that think that. I mean, it's one thing to say that they're not going to win the division, but they're not coming last in the AFC West. It's not happening. They, got, they have Patrick Mahomes as their quarterback. They've got Andy Reid as their head coach. They still have Travis Kelsey. I mean, they, they have a good team. Very it's a great team. They haven't taken many steps back besides losing Tyreek Hill. No, completely agree. But y'all, the Chargers have gotten better substantially. Yeah, the Broncos have gotten better. They've added Russell Wilson. The Broncos have gotten substantially better. They have. And so have the Raiders. They got Devontae Adams. But it's still going to be a brand new head coach for the Raiders. It's, it's still Derek Carr. I mean, you're going to tell me that he's... Better than any of the three quarterbacks in that division. No, he's the worst quarterback in the division. And then the Broncos have a new head coach as well. I mean, the thing is, is I'm with you again. Like, I don't think they're going to come in last, but that's what people are saying. And it's the fact that that's even the case that that could even be mentioned by analysts and experts saying this. I also think that sometimes analysts and I mean, we're critical of it some ourselves sometimes, but they try to make these hot takes so they go viral, right? Or yeah. so, or so, like you know, it can get press and people can talk about it, and they just make these outlandish takes that make no sense. Yeah, there's no way the Chiefs come in last place. None. None. That means they're missing the playoffs. They're not missing. Yeah. The, I don't think they're missing the playoffs. I'm again. I'm 100 percent with you. But these are the the whole overarching point would be that there is so much parity. There's so much that can happen in the NFL. It's the Bills maybe are the best team in the AFC, but like I wouldn't be shocked if they didn't make the AFC championship, let alone win the AFC itself. Right. Ditto with I would the Packers, who knows? The Bucks, maybe we'd like to think with Brady in the back in the fold. NBA, we thought the Suns heat. Now those two teams are in danger of losing. I want to say the Warriors are like a most confident in the Warriors winning, especially if John Morant's out winning the West. But again, like they have like holes and they have issues. Like, like if the Suns beat the Mavs, you know, like DeAndre Aiden's going to be a handful for Golden State, and they could keep up offensively with Phoenix, and it starts in Phoenix. I the the Bucks, if Middleton comes back, seems like the best bet. But even then, like you know, what if Boston, the reigning champs too? Boston takes Game Four. Boston takes Game Four. It's tied up, and it's going back to Boston. And Boston lost a heartbreaker of game three. One of the worst third quarters I've ever seen in the Celtics basketball in my life. Horrible. And they lost a heartbreak. Al Horford, you know, tried to do everything he could. Jason Tatum was, you know, it, look, I love Tatum. And I do think he's got top 10. He'll get into the top 10 soon. I don't think he's there yet. He's had a couple 
games in this playoffs where lights were on and nobody was home. If you're a top 10 player and Luca doesn't have those games, he just doesn't. Even Booker in the loss, game four loss, had a great game. And I'm not saying Booker is better than Tatum, potentially, you know, but I, I he, he's had, he, he always has a good game. And then Jimmy Butler, even Harden was awesome. And B, like Tatum can't have those bad games or, or else the Celtics will lose. I mean, Giannis is the best player in the league. It was unbelievable in game three. Yep. Without Middleton, he's doing everything he possibly can to win this series. And Miami's in trouble. Yeah, I I think with Giannis' style of play, though, it's like he's more of an unstoppable force than Tatum is. I mean, there's not really much you can do to guard Giannis. Like, he's going to get his no matter what. We let him shoot some open threes. I mean, the first one where, like, we let him right off, misses it. Second one... We gave him his, all the space he needed. He hit it. And then he shot one more and missed. Still shooting 33% from three. Yeah. Like, and if he takes two or three more of those and he's hitting at that clip, I mean, like he's not, he's never going to shoot nine threes in a game. But if he shoots five threes in a game, then he shoots a little bit better. He goes two or five from three. Like, those are six points. That, like, and all of a sudden, like, it completely changes the way you have to, you know, play him. Like, again, like he, you can only hope to contain someone like that. And who's guarding so- him? We throw like it depends where he is in the court. Like his initial defense is Grant Williams. Like we'll try to you know stick on him. And Grant, he's, he's done good jobs in, in in spaces. But like at the end of the day, like it's the minute he gets ahead of steam in transition, like you can't stop him. The minute he gets his drop step in and just goes right, he's so long, he's so wide and so long and so strong and aggressive that it's just menacing to guard. It's so tough to block you almost always end up fouling him. So, yeah, I mean, Giannis is – I'm curious because I don't. I think this Heat – I would love to play that. I'd rather play the Heat, especially if Harden's figuring it out finally in Philly. Not that he was bad, but he wasn't, like, up to snuff. I think in that game four, especially in the fourth quarter when he scored 16 points, he was really cooking. So, right. if, if the Sixers could somehow steal game five in Miami and go back to Philly to close that one out – I, they are a really dangerous team to play. Not that Miami isn't, because Miami, again, is one of those teams that's like an absolute firecracker and can just get super hot and start raining from through. They have so many guys they can run into the rotation. I mean, Duncan Robinson's barely played, you know, if and if at all. And the thing with the Celtics is, is if Tatum has a bad game, which he's had a couple, they're out. They're going to lose. As good as JB can be, because their offense is really brown and, in Tatum, and then one or two other guys have to step up. Like you need a Grant Williams, great game out of him, and great game out of Marcus Smart. One of the two have to step up. Horford, you know. But if Tatum's out, I mean, the it, the pillar collapses, the building collapses. It's a major pillar. So, very interesting playoffs. It's a great playoffs. Um, the, the, some of the games have been like we've said have been a little, you know, like the game three of the Heat and seventy sixers was a snoozer. I mean, Butler's doing all he can. He's not getting much help. Um, I mean, it would be a very disappointing season if Miami loses in the second round. But hey, the Eastern Conference is a very tough brand of basketball. Um, so I'm excited to see what continues to happen there. Uh, baseball in full swing. Any, what's the biggest surprise for you in baseball so far? Which team? Um, I don't know if there's any like real big surprises in terms of. T- I mean, I guess in in like a negative sense, I think I didn't realize how bad the Reds were going to be. I mean, I knew they. I know they weren't going to be like a top team this year, but man, what their their pace right now is 
biblical, biblically bad. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they've pulled it together a little bit with these last few games against the Pirates, but it's, I mean, they still have five wins. Mm-hmm. Five and 23. Horrible. <laughs> I, think they, I think it's like the second worst start in Major League history. Yeah, it's absolutely pathetic. You know who's also been bad? And we're going to get into a full, we'll get into a more positive scope on like all the good things that has happened in baseball thus far this season. But the Red Sox have been terrible. The Red, yeah, I mean, Red Sox are nine games below 500. So let me ask you, I mean, at what point do you, I mean, obviously maybe at the deadline, but if you're throwing in the towel, I mean, are you trading away JD Martinez? JD Martinez trading, you're trading away more? Yeah, Bogarts is gone. Yep. He's he's got an opt out and he apparently behind closed doors has already said that he's not going to resign in Boston. So Bogarts is gone. I mean, I have such a bone to pick with with management. It just doesn't make sense to me. Like Kevin Gosman who's now in the division when I texted you this went 44 strikeouts in a row without throwing a walk. We needed help in pitching. We have the best. I mean, the bats haven't been great. We have the best hitting shorts up, and we have Devers, we have Bogarts, and we have to pay those guys anyway. We could let you know JD's getting up there in age. Rather than throw a bunch of money at a guy like Robbie Ray or Kevin Gosman, pitching was again what we need with Chris Sale on the DL, especially. And he, he's going to go longer. We'd sign Trevor Story. I, I just, who's been horrible. I, I just don't yeah. understand it. Um, but more baseball to come. Joshua Fisher, Alexander Disopolis, and Nikki Snacks, Crider, we're the charity stripe. Hit your free throws. We'll see you in just a hot sec. So 10,000, um, it's, uh, it's a fitness apparel company and, you know, I, I haven't been able to work out because I've been sick and I've been bedridden, unfortunately. And, but and you for have me, been able to be comfortable, right? I have been, I've been so comfortable. Like, that's what I was about to say. I, I basically have like, I've manifested a workout by putting on my 10,000 shorts. I'm currently wearing them right now. My, my white, uh, seven inch inseam interval shorts that I'm wearing with a little black, midsection bar they're they're awesome Whoa, i thought you were describing yeah. something else for a second <laughs> no, no but but uh in, in addition to the interval short you know they make gear specific to other types of training from running to olympic lifting boxing so you can find a short uh for for all the ways that you train the brand believes in being better than yesterday a stoic dedication to continuous improvement not overnight success uh for me though i i think like the best thing i can say about these shorts i used to be this way with lululemon products where when they were when they were clean and in my closet, I would go to them every single time they were clean and I would put them on. And now I'm doing that with 10,000 and I still have Lululemon stuff. It's just better. It's just better than it. And it's my first choice out of my wardrobe. Um, so so listeners can can go to 10,000 because they're offering a 15% off of your purchase. Go to 10,000.com slash Stripe, S-T-R-I-P-E to receive 15% off your purchase. It's 10,000.com slash Stripe. I like them. Josh likes him. Nick likes him. You'll like him too. We're back, baby. It's the charity stripe. Hit your free throws. Cause they're for Ray Alexander Sopolis and Nikki Snacks Kreider. We left off last time talking about the woeful Red Sox and what's thus far in the first month been a bad signing of Trevor Story. Uh, but a lot of good signings, a lot of good moves in baseball. Obviously, the Freddie Freeman move is paying massive dividends for the Dodgers. Kershaw yeah. is also back. Is so bad. I mean, a lot of pitchers have been good this year. Uh huh. It's kind of yeah. crazy. I, I I think it's a trend that pitchers have been good and hitters have been bad this season. And offense has been definitely at an all time low. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think it has to do with the balls. 
using new, new humidifiers for all the stadiums. Um, I mean, Jazz Chisholm tweeted out the other day after one of the Padres games, uh, the Padres Marlins game. He's like, man, these new balls like have no juice in them or like they're, they're screwed basically. And he hit a home run on Sunday, but uh, yeah, it's, it's just, it's not a fun season to watch hitters. You want to see home runs. You want to see flat balls fly out of the yard. It's not happening. <laughs> and I could argue that hurts baseball. It, yeah. I, I agree that it hurts baseball. I will say that like, baseball media like the major media outlets on on social media at least they've really been running it with pitchers and like trying to like i think they've like kind of realized that the you know the change in the shift and and where baseball's headed for this season there's so many sick pitching videos yeah the way like the way they break down yeah dylan ceases knuckle curve the way they break that down is awesome uh the way they i saw a video breaking down granky throw 87 mile per hour change up and then throw an 87 mile per hour fastball which (laughs) is so ridiculous but a lot of great moves. I mean, like I brought up the Gauz move earlier. He's been fantastic for the Blue Jays who are on the outside looking in. The Angels, I think the Angels, Syndergaard has been really good for the Angels, man. I read a dumb article on Bleach Report. I mean, it's no offense to some of these guys, but they should be canned and, and you know, throwing the dumpster through some, through some of these articles saying that the Angels should trade Syndergaard at the deadline, even if they're in contention. I mean, like what planet is that a one-year deal? What yeah, they've, they've been looking for pitching their entire, the, like the entire existence of their organization. And they finally have a guy, it's on a rental, of course, but look to extend him maybe, right? If they're, they're still in first place, if they're competing, you're not going to trade away the guy who is dealing your ace when you still have Otani and Rendon and Trout. Like this is finally Trout's opportunity to see some playoff baseball. <laughs> they're winning. They won the division for the first month month plus yeah they're in first place right now they're in first place the the astros are good i think the mariners very interesting so kalanick jared kalanick and julio rodriguez i mean julio rodriguez is leading league in steals but kalanick again is having a struggle bus time at the plate and you know acuna tatis even like otani we were spoiled with how these guys exploded onto the scene vlad jr you know bo bichette so we endeavors, we expect the same for these guys. Um, but sometimes guys, it takes a little time for them to, you know, materialize and, and get into there. I mean, like, look, look at Byron Buxton injuries. He couldn't hit, could only feel, could only run. Then he gets hurt again. And now he's like, what, leading the league in home runs? Yeah. His, his swing is fantastic. He's a great athlete. Unbelievable athlete. Um, and then, I would say all, all these reactions to a lot of the standings right now, it's so early. It really is. I mean, besides the Reds take, I mean, they're, they're obviously going to be trash all season long, but like even with your Red Sox, you know, they're nine games below 500, but they've only played 29 games. Yeah. But there, there's some issues guys like outside of Devers and Bogarts are really struggling and, and JD, those two guys have been great, but they're really struggling outside the plate and the, the big playoff push. You saw how good a guy like Schwarber was. He's gone. Doll back can't fill the can't fill the hole hasn't been good at first base. By the way, the Phillies aren't doing so well either, though. Who got Schwarber? Yeah, I mean, and Castellanos. Your, your team to win the World Series that you picked. Yeah, I mean, I did pick them to win the Hoskins. I thought would have a good season. He's he's had a rough start. But like what I'm trying to say is, it's early. It is early. There's yeah, so much right. time left for teams to bounce back and go on runs and and put together some winning streaks. I mean, there's literally one team that has 20 wins as it stands right now while we're recording. It's the Mets. Yeah, 
And you're right. I mean, anything like look at the Nats. The Nats, the year the Nats won the World Series, they were off to a, a bad start, and they obviously got really hot and, and made the wild card and went to the playoffs. I'm not saying I'm over. They, it's over for the Phillies. I still have some hope that they can make it to the playoffs. But the Wheelers got off to a slow start, and he's now on the injured reserve. Um, so definitely an interesting start across the board. I, I think the Braves will get it together. Freed's kind of he had a couple bumpy route outings to go on the first half, first couple. Yeah, of they seasons. just got Acuna back too. She got Acuna back, you know, and Freed's now been good. Anderson's good. Morton had a good showing his last time out. Kyle Wright's been great. Uh, I mean, you guys, like the thing with you and the Met, the Mets and the Padres, I mean, the Dodgers, this is pretty much the team that we're going to get. The Mets are so good and they don't even have their best player. Yep. And same with the Padres. Same with the Padres. It's very, the NL West, the, isn't that crazy that no one's under 500? Yeah, I mean, it's a good division top to bottom. I, I didn't think the Diamondbacks would be that great, but they're gritty. I mean, I think they're well-managed and, you know, they've put together a roster of guys that are, I think, good enough. You know, a lot of average players, not a ton of below average players. But, um, I mean, we knew the Giants were going to be decent. We knew the Dodgers were going to be good. Uh, the Rockies, I mean, they've got a good roster, but we were just head-scratching. What are they doing? You know, signing Chris Bryant and, it's looking like it's paying off a little bit, you know, but that it's, it's a gauntlet, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's like, it's honestly like the AFC West and in, in football. Yeah, it's very true. I mean, I'm curious to see what happens because like the Padres, the guys who are playing well in the Padres outside of Hosmer, maybe are the guys that are supposed to like, everyone always comes back down. Like Manny, Manny Machado is not going to hit 380 this year. I don't know. <laughs> no, he's not. I mean, he could, he could, he hit 320. Totally. Yeah, you know, or three thirty. Yeah, and like, yeah, I mean, the guys do come back down to earth. I'm just curious to see how far back down to earth they fall, and that goes to like the Diamondbacks, Zach Allen, Merrill Kelly, yep. Bumgarner. They have three guys running out there pitching out of their minds. Yeah, like two. Like Gallon was always supposed to be good, posted great strikeout numbers, never really put it together. Had injury issues last year. Merrill Kelly was another guy that was always like a fourth or fifth starter. He's been lights out. And then Bumgarner, like we were like, what are the Diamondbacks doing with that ridiculous, quote unquote, ridiculous contract? We thought he was over the hill, but he's been fantastic to start the year. And we spoke about it on our other show. He was bad last year, though. Yeah, he was bad last year, but this year he's been good. So at what point Chad Cole on the Rockies has been lights out? I mean, you ever thought you would hear that? CJ Crone has been yeah, his top five MVP candidate as it stands. <laughs> yeah, on the Rockies. Not even Chris Bryant and CJ Crone. I mean, the Rockies are a very interesting team. You know, I, I don't think that they're going to be like last year's Giants. And again, honestly, I thought the Giants would kind of deflate a little bit. Um, but they're they're very competitive. I do think it's going to be Dodgers, Padres at the top, like it was supposed to be last year. I think it's going to be that was going to happen. This, what happens this year. Uh, you know, if you're curious to see what you, your Padres do. Um, at the deadline or what that happens when snow comes back, uh, you know, what kind of moves they eventually make. Cause you always, if you're in contention, you have to make some kind of move, but the brew crew, yeah. like the brew crew, like it was Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff and Freddie Peralta. And now they have Eric Lauer. And now Lauer Lauer has been shoving. He came from the Padres. Uh, I, I kind of thought about this the other day and it just seems like the brewers do a phenomenal job developing pitchers top to bottom. Yeah, who was I thinking about that does like a weak job developing their players? And there was a team that I was like, mm, they don't do a good job. Like, maybe it's escaping me, but like the Brew Crew does an unbelievable job. Uh, if, we're, if, if we're being honest, the Padres don't do a good job of developing, developing talent. You, you've seen so many times that they've traded away guys 
prospects or, you know, guys that maybe have played for the team for a few years that were supposed to be good, like Austin Hedges, right? Um, you know, Cal Quantrill, Chris Paddock, Eric Lauer, Luis, you know, Urias, like who's on the Brewers as well. Max Freed, all these guys were, were Padres farmhands at one point or guys that were on the roster for maybe two or three years. Manuel Margot, Hunter Renfro. I mean, I keep, Ty France, who's tearing it up right now for the Mariners. I mean, I can go on and on and on and on. Corey Kluber is one of them. And none of these guys have, they were nothing with San Diego or during the their development process. And then they go to another organization and they blow up. Yeah, well... The Corey Kluber one's a miss, but that, that, that's but, a that big miss. but that kind of cancels out because you had a similar situation where you traded James Shields with Fernando Tatis Jr. Okay, but does it cancel out the entire organization's worth of, of bad trades? No, well, trades that just don't pan out because you have the Cal Quantrill trade. Yeah, we I liked Cal Quantrill, you like Cal Quantrill, but we both loved Clevenger. Yep, like who, who is who's been injured and yeah, who, like, who's made like one start for us in the last. One and a half years. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't know that was gonna. You can't like. You don't know who deal that's gonna happen. What was the what was the Kim? What was it? Was the Kimbrel deal? Kimbrel deal was uh yeah Max Max Freed um maybe Jace Peterson. I don't know. He's a starter somewhere. Yeah, I mean it's like that's what happens, man. I mean like you go, you go across the board like you know so many teams have been in that position where we've traded guys like I mean Trey Turner. We traded Trey Turner for Will Myers in a three team deal. That's pathetic. But Will Myers had just won the rookie of the year and he was like supposed to be the next big thing. And like Trey Turner is so sick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that sucks. He's absurd. He's awesome. Can you I mean, imagine that, that? Could you imagine that infield? Maybe like Machado, Trey Turner, Tatis, maybe Cronenworth. He probably wouldn't even be there. No, he would be traded too. And he'd be an, an MVP candidate like in Minnesota or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Minnesota has been good. They're first in their division. I think the White Sox will even it out. The Guardian. I mean, Jose Ramirez is. Is he like the most underappreciated player in baseball? Yeah, it's really sneaky too. And I think it, it's it's he's got a uh, a cheap contract as well. It's very team friendly. Like he does, he goes about his business pretty quietly. But yeah, he's sneaky for sure. He's really great. He, he's he's so dominant. He's so fast. It's like a. He doesn't look like a guy like that would play the way he does. Similar to like how Mookie, like you would like look at Mookie, like that guy could hit 30 home runs, you know. But again, some of these guys are just such sick athletes. I mean, Ramirez is, is off to a great start. Alonzo, I love Alonzo. Do you like him on the Mets? I mean, he's on my fantasy team. Yeah. Did you, <laughs> did you win this week? Uh, you know what? I should probably check that right now. I didn't get yeah. a chance to check over this this weekend. I had him in Palm Springs. My team was dominant. My team is dominant. I have Arenado. Arenado is dude. Has Arenado locked up the Hall of Fame already? I would say so. Yeah. I mean, he's won a gold glove like almost every single year of his career. Every year. I got every. destroyed in our um, fantasy league. Really? Yep. You have Garrett Cole, though, right? I do. That hasn't helped you, has it? Right? Mm, he's been he's been all right, but he's not, not been worth the number two overall pick. Yeah, I mean, my, I took Mookie and Freeman in the first back-to-back picks. Both have been really good, but not worthy of like. I mean, Ren, what's like what happens like Rendon? Like seriously, like, I don't, I just don't, I don't understand it. He's on my team too. Yeah, you have Kyle Tucker. I like Kyle Tucker a lot. 
And Muncie is Muncie. Muncie's out to a really slow start for for the Dodgers. But you know, it's I just I really don't understand what happens to guys when they sign and go to the Angels. Hamilton, I mean, he's going to jail. Pujols, Rendon, Upton, like guys literally go there in their career. Yeah, but Upton, just, Upton, Upton went like really late in his career. Yeah, but like he's Upton. Upton is like a lot younger than people think. He was just came in like as a twenty year old, like a nineteen year old. So, yeah. well, now yeah. he doesn't have a team to play for. Yeah, maybe the hopefully the Angels could take him back for the playoff run or somebody. Yeah, maybe the Braves. Um, but we're the charity stripe. We'll be back in just a hot few. Don't go anywhere. Alexander Disopolis, not here, but shout out to him. Get better soon. I'm Joshua Fisher, and that was Nikki Snacks Crider. We'll see you in just a hot sec. We're back, babies. The charity shot pitcher free throws because they're free. Joshua Fisher, Nikki Snacks, Kreider here to close you out on the Believe Hour. Go to Believe.com. That's where we're brought to you by the Believe Network, B-L-E-A-V. What kind of podcast do you like? We got it. You got it like a team? We got a podcast. For Heck, we even host some of the team podcasts. We host a Horns Up Talking Texas podcast. Nick hosts the Pods Talk. Ring the Bell Pods Talk podcast with Heath Bell. I'm going to get it one day. Mouthful. It's a mouthful. It's, it, it's Ring a mouthful. the Bell Pods Talk. Yeah, ring the bell pods talk with Heath Bell talking pods, the podcast. Is there a podcast called Podcast? I'm sure there is. Probably one that was started like 15 years ago and they coined the very first podcast podcast. Yeah. Wow. That's a great play on words started in someone's mother's basement. Um, like every good podcast. Well, uh, not yours. Yours started underneath your bed. Or sorry, underneath your blanket. It did. And then it became ours when we did it in someone else's bedroom. And then I was under our blanket. Yeah. And then we, everyone was under a blanket together. Like one of those jamboree, like the big blankets, like you go to like that jamboree party when you're five and everyone yep. runs into the big blanket. Those, like those are fun. Those were fun. Would you, I saw, we saw a great advertisement for like a jumping, like a bouncy house, like a sports bounce house with like basketball and like dodgeball. I want to do like, a, I think it's called sky zone. You were seeing one of those. We're not brought to you by Skyzone, but like I would love to get it. Maybe one day we could be. Yeah, maybe one day. Our cards, right? Are you a big paintball paintball guy? Uh, in high school, I I lit up some people, but it's been a while. Yes. Would you run a paintball day out in L.A.? Would I run it? Not like not organize it, but like would you go? Yeah, sure. Paintball's fun. If if, if I could if I could pick who I'm going up against, though, I'd love to I'd love to light up some of our friends. Oh my god. Really? Yeah. I don't think there's, I don't think I would be like, oh, I want to go against that person. Nah, there's a few I'd love to light up. Well, maybe are the only one I would want to go against their friend, Eric. That's they had him on my team. Really? Well, yeah. You like, yeah. You, guys, you guys like don't have like that kind of relationship. I'd, I'd love to, I'd love to light up Will. Yeah. For those of you who sure. don't know Will, you'd, you'd also want to light him up. That's very true. Yeah. He's super light up upable. Um, he's quick anecdote before we rock and roll. He wanted to organize for his girlfriend, like 10 people to go to Disneyland. He's like, yeah, it's going to be $225 a head, maybe more. Puts us in a group text with her and everyone's like, oh, I'm out of town this weekend. I can't, I can't. I'm like, yeah, I want to be out of town this weekend too. He was like, where are you going? I was like, I don't know yet, but I'll find a place. 
<laughs> you know what? I wasn't even in that group text, and that gives me more reason to light them up. <laughs> that does give you more reason to light them up. Man, well, I'm getting left out of winning nine grand. I'm getting left out of Disneyland. I'm, I mean, I'm out on this friend group. You're done on the friend group, and we are done with the radio. Joshua Fisher, Nikki Snacks, Crider, your fans out there, drag both feet bounds, swing on a full counter with that puck at that puttage PKs because they're free and you free those. Why, Nick? Because they're free. Because they're free. We actually love you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.